G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 480 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmooth.com, or you can just forward those questions via Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All you got to do is type in Transmove, and she'll come up. So, Tour de France is coming up this weekend. It starts, it's exciting times, it's my favourite time of the year. Um, the boys in my house, we just love it. That's all we talk about. That's all we're looking at during those three weeks. The women in the house absolutely hate it, but uh, geez, we love it. I can't can't get enough of it. And it's looking like it's going to be a cracker of a of a race. And um, I listened to the uh, Luzon Rouge podcast, which I think's the best cycling pro cycling podcasts that i've come across by a long shot i think it's just the duck's guts and they were saying that richie port said that 33 dollars to win now i have got some inside information now, I, I, I never get inside information because i just live in my own little bubble and avoid everyone like the plague but i've got actually got inside information i i swim with um richie port's dad in the warmer months, I'll swim with him once a week, thereabouts. A good swimmer too. And in uh, the colder months, which I find myself in, um, probably once once a month or so, I'll, I'll, I'll have a splash around with him. Anyway, well, I, we don't normally talk cycling that often. But we, t- um, two days ago, I was swimming with him. We were talking about um, cycling. and We are talking about Richie winning the Dolphin A and how, how good he's looking and, and stuff like that. And he, he said, was talking about the Tour de France and what we're what to expect, and and he was saying that the team's going to give it, to, you know, reevaluate everything after stage nine. And if so, Richie's got to stay up front. He's got to stay within QE distance just in case everything's not going according to plan. But after stage nine, if Garen Thomas is looking pretty sweet and the team's looking strong and everything's going according to plan, Richie's going to lose a stack of time and then he's going to go for a stage win, take himself completely out of the GC picture, go for the stage win. and that. Just, so if you've got some loose change and you're looking at putting it on Richie at 33 bucks to win the tour, uh, probably save that and uh, definitely don't put it on Chris Froome because I think you'll do your dough on that one. But yeah, I feel good having inside information. I don't know, just never do. So yeah, I feel really good. <laughs> um, so today's question comes from um, Catherine, who has a nutrition question. So I know you have athlete examples online at trainsmith.com, but where do you suggest a newbie starts when educating and introducing to race and training nutrition? Uh, I basically do nothing. God, I don't even have a water belt. In brackets, ick. I've I've ordered one. Don't worry. Uh, before we continue, going back uh, two years ago, and yeah, each year blends into it. So it could be like four or five years ago. I was listening to the I Am Talk podcast, which um, was the very first podcast I ever started listening to and i still listen to it to the day it's the really the only triathlon podcast i'm listening to right now i'll come and go into some some others and i'm really i'll listen to always listen to the first part of their podcast and um depends who they're interviewing and stuff i was i'll listen may listen to that but 
by far, it's I, I really enjoy their their podcast. But I was listening to the I Am Tog podcast, and they were, they were had this post a que- uh, an episode question. And everyone replies, "What's the most overrated thing in triathlons?" And the number one thing was um, the fuel belts you, you get, the water belts, and I that took me really by surprise because I've I've got a couple of fuel belts and I love them. I, I use them well when I run, at not running at the moment, but when um, I use them all the time. I th- I just think they're the the best thing si- since sliced bread. It was, um, I don't know. Camel packs are popular, but I'm much sooner a fuel belt. And I basically plan all my runs because I only carry the two belts, 250 mils in each in each bottle. They carry the two bottles, I should say. And so I can plan if it's a hot day or whatever, or my long runs or whatever. I can plan my whole, even my bike bike rides. I only carry one drink bottle on my bike rides, but I planned everything based around where I know I can fill this, fill my bottles up. But yeah, so I always just found that weird that it was the most overrated thing in triathlon. But anyway, um, I know I'll, I'll continue with the question. I know this is totally unsustainable and silly for my training. Plus, I've got hopes to race racing without it. I've got no hope racing without it. Easy for me to read. Um, so my question is: I'm training for a seventy point three. If you have no experience with any brands, have a sensitive stomach, and can't do coffee. Or caffeine uh, where do I start do you suggest trial and error or or start with a specialist and help for help what are the bare minimums and what what is optimal so uh, a few things on, on the transmove website there is many examples on 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 race day nutrition carbo loading all sorts of stuff um i'm just typing into it right now um so i know so i know what i'm talking about um so if you go type in transmove.com click on the top bit of resources and just one of the first things there is going to say nutrition um there's you know my current nutrition plan which i don't think is my current at all um and there's another ironman nutrition plan um carbo loading how to make homemade gels which i really have to update that that's really out of date um post training nutrition race hacks race weight hacks but if you what a, a starting point if you go down from, uh, from alan from alan coach Pittman, I, i've got to fix that that's horrible from coach alan Pittman, that should say Jeez, I haven't clicked on here for a long time. Jeez. Um, there is Alan Pittman's Ironman Nutrition Plan. There, That is a good starting point. So click on that, and it's just going to give you a basic guide on what to do in the lead-up to a, um, a race, what you do race morning, and what you do on race, during the race, during um, just before the swim, during the bike, during the run. Have that as, write, write that out, print it out, whatever, to have that as a basic um, starting point. And so you can, and then through trial and error, you're going to work out what you can't have, what you can have. Is it too much, too little? Um, one thing, more races have been destroyed by having by intaking too much than not enough. So you've got to keep that in mind. Um, and what you, 
you you need to, to test during training, and then you need to train with what you're going to be having on on race on race day. So if you what, there's a, few, a couple of rules of thumbs. Generally, um, one one gram of carb per kilo of body weight per hour. That that's a basic starting point. Another is never take gels anywhere near sports drinks because that's just going to muck up your race big time, especially if you've got sensitive stomachs. Um, also, you got to, and then with training, you got to look at what your training session is and um, what what are you trying to get out of it. If you're, if it's going to be just an aerobic training training um ride run whatever if it's if the session's under two hours for a ride under 90 minutes for the run you probably can just go on on water um, if it's going to be longer than that you're going to need to to get some fuel in um it's you just got to look at what zones and i'm going to talk zones and i don't normally talk zones i normally go off percentages of threshold but if you looked at zones for instance um work out what sort of fuel you're going to be burning you're going to be burning mostly fat are you going to be burning a combination of glycogen and fat or is it going to be purely um mostly just about all glycogen so once you can work out what fuel you're going to be consuming during your training um you're going to then work out what i'm going to need to get some carbs before training here before the session i'm definitely going to have to get some carbs during the session and i'm going to have to get some carbs straight after the session to help help recover and one thing a lot of endurance athletes don't get enough of is protein um so probably keeping it may pay to keep a bit of a food log for let's say you you did it for 48 hours for instance just kept the fuel fuel uh, um a nutrition journal and then you can work out um and then right next to everything your carbs calorie the fat and protein for everything you consume and you can look at right man and a lot of the time you most athletes are going to find their their proteins really low and they've got to get that they've got they got to get that significantly high and that's what's going to help get, help you recover from a lot of these training sessions as well is get that protein up um but if you look at what you what session you've got generally a rule of thumb uh, another rule of thumb is get some carbs in before training carbs during training carbs directly after training some protein and then from that time um let's say an hour after training through to 30 minutes before your next training try and you try and not um, consume as many carbs it'd be more of a high fat low protein type of it's a high fat low high fat low carb sort of um diet you want to be trying to go for in between as much as possible you don't really want to you really don't want to be sitting in front of the tv burning glycogen you, you want to be burning fat during uh, during things like that so um you, you can go to a nutritionist that knows endurance sports um I find a lot of them are just going to give you um, basically a cookie-cutted template of what I've, I've been to a couple, and I've been wildly un- unimpressed for every single time. 
um, and one of them was um, Australia's leading one, apparently. Um, she was writing for magazines, and I just she was wildly unimpressed. And and it was it, um, what she was charging wasn't that cheap too. Um, that that's what took me a little bit a little bit back. But anyway. Um, so I'd look at that Alan Pittman's nutrition program and use that as a basic starting point, and then you can um, work out and, and you use you know you can trial trial what you're going to have during during your long sessions. That's really good. And then um, let's say you go for a three hour bike ride, and in that last hour and a half, you might want to make it exactly how you're going to be doing it on race day or the last hour exactly how you're going to be doing it on race day let's say you're having a gel every 20 minutes say you're having a gel every 20 minutes you're sipping water maybe taking a salt tablet every every 30 minutes whatever it is and and you'll be able to see if that works and then you want to start adding some intensity into that to see if that nutrition is going to work under a lot more intensity so you might be going to be doing um I don't know a, a, a hovering a, th- a sweet spot session. So you're going to be hovering under threshold. So the, your system's going to be under a lot of stress during that time. So you might want to take a gel every thirty minutes. See what happens. Um, see if you can consume that. That if you can consume a gel at at ninety. 95 percent of threshold for while you're riding for twenty thirty minutes. You pretty safe that that's going to work on on race day it's, it's, but you've got to test and you've got to test more and you've got to take notes too a lot of a lot of um so get yourself a either um, a spreadsheet or a word document or um a notepad and just write what 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 it will put it into your um training log what you've consumed how much it was and just try and you can can try and um, create a, a blueprint with what what works, what's going to work for you. Everyone's so different when it comes to nutrition, and everyone's so opinionated on what it on nutrition too. Um, I'm, you know, it's you've got to do it this way. That if you're not doing it this way, it's 110 percent wrong. It's it's almost nutrition. It's almost like um, religion. Almost there, it's everyone's very, everyone's experts um but I, I i always go off the belief of get something very basic as a starting point and you can build on top of all all of that if you find a gel from a shop's not working um that well it doesn't mean gels aren't going to work for you it may mean that but it, but don't just go oh you know I was running to the dunny straight away uh, within 20 minutes of having that you know can't trust a fart you just got to, to um keep you know I've got my homemade gels I I, make, I like making my own gels instead of paying a, a buck or two bucks for um a gel per gel I think mine work out to be 10 20 cents each maybe 10 probably closer to 10 cents um you you can and i've experimented so much with my um gels and adding uh more i've been adding a lot more fructose into it and that you've got to train your your stomach to be able to handle more fructose so you may if you've got a sense of your stomach i think my sports gels on here 
multidextrins is the um, bulk of it. So a half a cup of multidextrins, two tablespoons of fructose. So if you've got a, um, a sensitive stomach, just put two, one tablespoon of fructose in first and slowly work your way up. Um, one salt salt dip capsule, and I generally put a whole lot more of them in. The, um, half a cup of, plus one tablespoon of water. Um, half a half a teaspoon of vodka. That's true. You got to put a half a teaspoon, a tablespoon of vodka because it helps com- combine everything. And I also have here one scoop of Endura Optimizer, which I've taken out. That I actually put lemon into it, squeeze lemon into it for for flavour instead of um, Endura Optimizer. But uh, but the bulk, but the main source of the um, homemade gels is multidextrin. That that takes up the the, the bulk of it, and the um, but start off with one table. Start off with the two tablespoons of fructose. If you're getting stomach issues, cut that down to to one. Me personally, I've now got been able to get that up to four tablespoons of fructose. So I'm getting more calories in per um, per gel. So I'm, I'm instead of getting 90 calories in um, per per hour, I'm trying to get it. Trying to teach myself to get it up to 120. Um, yeah anyway i hope that helps um if you have any other questions jump on through to the website trainsmove.com until next episode hey Ru.